they take responsibility for their acts of responsibility. <laughs> How about that? This is the Take This Personally podcast with Roger North and, and Andrew McIntyre. And we welcome you to another episode. And I'm just going to cut to the chase. Uh, we were talking about what it is that we wanted to talk about. And well, actually, you know, yesterday you messaged yeah. me and you said, because <laughs> just out of the blue, what should we talk about tomorrow? And my brain was on firing on all cylinders and I went, responsibility, in other words, how to take initiative and not ask other people to do your work for you. Very cheeky, <laughs> very cheeky. And it took me a while, but I did get it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it was fun. I can wait. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. But it did get me thinking on the word responsibility. And I was talking to a colleague of mine the other day about the environmental impact that we have on the planet, you know, climate change and the destruction of everything. Well, I'm sure anybody listening can paint a picture of, mm -hmm. of that. If you cannot Google climate change and have fun. He said to me that I do something, I eat less meat in order, you know, just, just, just one of the things, but he eats less meat in order to, you know, help the environment along a little bit. Mm -hmm. But he also said, I know that it's not much of a sacrifice because I'm not a big meat eater. So how far am I actually doing something that's good? Or how far does my responsibility go? And uh, we were just discussing before we recorded, like with your government, what kind of responsibility does a citizen take for his or her country or their country? And is voting enough? Or do you start a political party in order to yeah. make a difference? Or do you I, go I, out on I, the streets? Or I think if we kind of keep it, keep it as narrow as political parties, we, we're just going to carry on in the same trajectory that we're on now. For me, politics is about everything that affects people's lives. It's about change and what affects my life. So it's political if I vote. It's political if I start a political party. I think it's also political if I go on a demonstration. I think it's also political if I set up a seed bank on my street and encourage people to plant their own vegetables a little bit. I think that's political act. Um, I think reading and writing can be political acts. You know, if it's about changing the world, your world, no matter how small or big that is, I think politics is quite a broad thing. It's not just what goes on in all of our parliaments. I think they, they kind of think that they have a big impact on all of our lives. And certainly they impact how much percentage of my income I pay in tax. They impact whether schools get built and hospitals get built, those sorts of people, politicians. But when I think about it, they don't really affect my day-to-day -day life a huge amount. I make decisions for myself about how much work I do because I'm self-employed. I make decisions about what food I eat. So I think taking meat out of your diet is a political act. It is, yes. And I also think that based on what you just said, the context of political is in our current society, at least in, in our world, limited to our governments. 
So instead of realizing that almost everything we do, especially when it's related to those kind of things, I mean, not buying this bread or that bread is not going to make a difference, but it, it's not a political choice per se. But the other things you just talked about, they are. I mean, they're a demonstration of the choices that you make on how you want society to be. And as soon as you start doing those kind of things, it becomes a political act, however small. And uh, maybe it's a thing that, and I don't want to hang on politics too much, but the realization that as an individual, you can be political, you can be political, full stop. It's not just those in politics that are allowed to be political. Exactly. And you I can, you can, you can yeah, exactly. And, and I think demonstrating, going out for a demonstration mm-hmm. is one of the most uh, obvious and visual way to be political, especially with a larger group of people. Well, it's an interesting thing. Like, is it an effective thing, though? You know, for our conversation is about responsibility and affecting change and making a difference. So there was a demonstration years ago before the Iraq war mm. against the Iraq war. Yeah, it was the was biggest in demonstration. Yeah. You're in Amsterdam. So there's mm. one in London. They're all over the world. Mm. And I believe the one that was held here is the biggest demonstration that's ever happened in this country. And yeah. I would be surprised if they weren't, it wasn't the case in other countries. So massive voices saying we don't need to go to war it's an illegal war so you must stop this democracy at work they completely ignored it yeah because if it was democracy at work then we wouldn't have gone to war i suspect no but i mean in the sense that you know the people going out into the streets that's your your right as a citizen to do to to have your voice heard loud you know the the consequences of the government not doing anything about it you know, that's but doesn't if we're saying it's one of our it's one of our foundational values that we have a right to have our voice heard, doesn't it follow then we have a, a right to have our voice listened to and paid attention to? Because the voices said no war and they ignored it. And a friend of mine, we were having a conversation like this some months ago, and he said, I chart the, the beginnings of the ends of democracy when they had the Iraq war and they completely mm-hmm. ignored people's voices. They weren't just signing petitions, which is an easy thing to do, or pressing like on Facebook. They got out in the street and they protested. So in the Netherlands, they they dressed it up as being politically, we do not support the war, but militarily, we're obligated to do so. It was a political act, though. Isn't it? I mean, but that's the way they covered it, you know, and then afterwards they go like, if, I, if we had known then what we know now, then we would have made different decisions. So we go like... that's. One, it, but know, but that's, that's the thing. I mean, but one, that's like one false move, and they're just and they're saying I was only following orders. Exactly. Know? So that's not a huge leap, eh? It's not a huge leap. No. See, I didn't want to go into this. <laughs> we always do. Yeah, we always do. <laughs> I know where you're going. I know where you're going. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I didn't want to go there because if you if you talk about politicians on 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 the highest levels of government, and it trickles down, and if you take those people and you add responsibility into the mix it gets very murky very quickly Uh murky it gets pitch black it's just not a sensible discussion in the sense that they're never going to take responsibility they've never taken responsibility for anything that they do 
even if a government falls or whatever and they walk away they still walk away scot-free with a pension and all those kind of things their conscience is clear they wash their hands off and so so okay so if we if we if we hold that to be probably broadly true this is the thing about do we need to get ourselves up in arms about it because ultimately we're not going to do many anything about you know that we're not going to be able to corner tony blair and arrest him and imprison him or try him for war crimes it's not going to happen it's just not going to happen do we spend our energy getting wound up about that group of people who do those sorts of things and get away scot-free or do we look at where we can take responsibility to make an actual difference to our actual lives yeah exactly so where in my in my in my community can i see a place for me to take action to improve my actual life yeah because it's the act of demonstrating going out Mm -hmm. it is effective in the sense that there are more and more laws coming small changes in laws that prohibit certain demonstrations or you need a permit to demonstrate and i go like how do you ever get a permit for civilian disobedience being a demonstration against exact that thing how do how do you organize a demonstration against a law where you're required to have a permit to have a demonstration you know you you cannot you know they'll control the narrative as soon especially as they when control. the new law as they're wording it in this country is the demonstration may not be an annoyance which is a very broad word isn't it if people say I find that annoying, then they can just not give you a permit. Exactly. In America, they have, you cannot have a demonstration within 500 meters or yards, probably, of a sitting senator. Because we, we can't let people who are paid to represent us hear our views. That's no, that's forbidden. No, no. But no. they're not obligated to tell you where the senators are. So they can tell you. You have to stop this demonstration because there's a senator within 500 yards of this demonstration, and they you go like you know well show me, you go, no we're not obligated we're not, to we're not obliged to do that no, yeah. so that goes into yeah demonstrations are effective, as well as strikes, because they have proven over time you know that that is the case so that's why they try to limit your ability to actually do that, so the responsibility for this a citizen becomes more and more constrained to actually get something done to actually make a change and if you want to have change on a level of or where do we go to war then maybe that's not a good use of your energy because those decisions have been made without your consent or whatever it is that that you think you have an influence over like i said i was in amsterdam and there were a lot of people and the week after that, they went anyway. It was the last time I went out for a demonstration. I mean, I was like, okay, so that's completely and utterly pointless to do. But do I stop taking responsibility? Well, okay, so we can we can be anti-war. We can do what we can in a traditional way of thinking about it to prevent war, go on demonstrations, sign petitions, campaign against war. Or... If we, if we want to feel that we've got a sense of responsibility, i.e. an ability to respond to the world and make our world a better place, however we define our world, if it's about peace and kindness, well then I think kindness is a political act. 
showing our neighbors a bit more neighborliness is a political act. It generates kindness, it generates more cooperativeness, it generates more community. You know, and I think a lot of, for example, a lot of communities through the COVID pandemic and lockdowns, you know, people coming out of the woodwork in neighborhoods, meeting one another, helping one another, setting up neighborhood WhatsApp groups and all that stuff, that helpfulness that kind of emerged, which I see is a lot of it's being maintained. People have, you know, once you know someone and you've shared your name with them and you've introduced them to your kids or they've pet your dog, you can't go back to pretending that they don't exist anymore. No, you cannot. I think that's a political act. People volunteering to help some elderly person on their street during the pandemic because they were locked down. That's a political act. Mm. It, 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 exactly. if, if it's about generating more peace in the world, well, it's got to start on our doorstep. We, we can campaign till we're blue in the face, but clearly the Iraq war showed us it doesn't make a difference to people who have made those decisions anyway. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, you know, and, and I'm not suggesting that we just give up, but I'm suggesting that we've got all this energy. Do we get ourselves all wound up about things that actually the system is saying to us, you don't have any control over this. We go, okay, so where do I have control? You know, one of the things about feeling okay in our world from a psychological perspective is feeling that we have a sense of control in our lives. Don't have any control over where they send soldiers to fight wars. I do have control yeah, over my outside your realm of influence. Outside my realm of influence. And I think that's different from the way it used to be. You know, politicians used to at least have an ear open to, mm, I don't think the population would like this one. So, you know, this country, for example, the UK didn't go to, didn't help the Americans in Vietnam. They were asked to, and they went, nope, not doing it. And I think part of that was they had an ear to the population going, no, we're not going to that war. Things have changed by the time we got to Iraq. Well, they don't care. Political climates and no, 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 no. They're beyond that now. Yeah, and but that, we that, can that's make clear. a difference to peacemaking in our lives. Is what is my point. So, look at where the responsibility sits. Sure, go on demonstrations, feel the grief of nothing changing as a result of that, but do something with your energy. Go off and yeah. be kind to somebody else. Help someone with their shopping. Charles Eisenstein put a book out in 2014, which was. It was my book of the year back then. It, it's called The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible. It's a great book. It's one of these you, you can read and reread. And there's a bit that stuck with me, which is there's no difference between somebody who generates change on, a, on the world stage, someone like a Mandela or a Mother Teresa. There's no difference between somebody like that and somebody who takes a year off work to care for their, their sick mother who's dying. There's no difference. There's no difference. It's not about scale. It's about the energy of generating kindness. It's the act. And, and interconnection is the act. That's right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that comes back to responsibility being a very relative term. Sure. That even if my colleague feels that he doesn't sacrifice anything by eating less meat, mm -hmm. the conscience act of actually not eating as much meat that he could, although he doesn't really miss it or whatever, but still he does it. That act in itself is, is not to be diminished. No. You know, every act of, of self-responsibility, however small, mm. uh, can trigger 
another one and it can trigger another one instead of uh, me having this discussion with him and he downplaying his own act uh-huh. as being, well, not really sacrificed for me. So yeah, how much uh, responsibility am I taking anyway? He should rather have like, well, at least I'm doing this. I know it isn't much, but at least I'm doing this and own it. And uh-huh. then maybe uh-huh. that'll trigger something else. And whether it's it's for climate or, you know, uh, for the environment or, well, everything is intertwined, of course. But, you know, if you, if you decide to buy something and you go, you buy something refurbished or you buy something local instead of getting it all the way from New Zealand. You know, if I live in Belgium, so I get Belgium apples instead of New Zealand apples. In the whole, you know, Maybe nobody's going to notice. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to see the difference. The, the, the butterfly effect is, is a far-stretched concept in, in this concept, in this context. If nobody does it at any level, then, well, literally, you can see what happens. Absolutely. I mean, we, we know, that we know the, other, the other side, the cumulative effect of each one of us individually consuming and polluting and CO2ing individually, cumulatively, we've done that. Cumulatively, we can undo it. Exactly. Because I was talking about that documentary about, well, the myth of green energy and green energy uh-huh. versus fossil fuels and all those kind of things. What, wherever the energy comes from, it still needs to be generated. It doesn't matter if it's solar, fine, but solar panels need to be made, infrastructure need to be made, and all those kind of things. But in the whole thing, when we talk about these things, like, uh, you know, so where do we generate our energy? How do we generate enough energy and all those kind of things? Mm -hmm. The individual responsibility to somebody just using less energy is hardly ever talked about. Not really. Mm -hmm. We just shift, you know, we just try to make everything happen in a way where we can still do the same things, use all the same appliances, yeah. buy whatever it is that we want, eat whatever it is that we want. And we all want it to be green. You know, we all want to have... Uh, and easy. Know, we want it to be green and easy. And, and I just want to go to the supermarket and I don't want to pay more for the bio. Mm-hmm. But, you know, oh, my conscience. Oh, so I'm going to take responsibility and I'll, I'll take the, the bio food, which is wrapped in plastic. It needs to be transported and all those kind of things. So in the end, it, does it make a difference? I don't know. We don't consume less. The responsibility is going to be shifted all the way constantly. We just hope on technology, you know, to make it happen for us. So we put the responsibility. Well, that's the thing. That's an abdication of responsibility. You know, oh, look, you know, we've, we've managed to send people to the moon and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like technology will come through. They'll sort it for, and I think, well, no, we could wait. Or we could come back to making small changes in our lives and being responsible for our lives rather than abdicating exactly. that going, well, when they, da, 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 you know, that's, I mean, we're living through, it's the same we're as still praying, through right? The, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's praying, it's, like it's the, hoping, like it's the, the, magical the, thinking. Yeah. Yeah. The fisherman flying in, in the water. Oh, that's actually a, a deity thing, but just praying away for somebody to, to God will save me. And then the fisherman comes, oh, I'm going to save you. No, 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 don't worry about it. God will save me. 
and in the end, yeah, well, it, yeah, he tried. But hopes and prayers, hopes and prayers. Hopes and prayers. Yeah, but exactly, you know, that's, that's the thing, right? I mean, and and whether it is that you actually pray to a God and expect or expect, yes, yeah, sure, I guess they do expect. <laughs> of course. <laughs> God, like, why would he? But anyway, or she. It's the same thing when when we buy an electric car, you know, we go like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, technology is going to save us. And I've had this discussion with other people also, you know, extensively. And they go, like, but there are all sorts of inventions that are very promising for the future of, and they go like, yeah, but how long is that going to take to implement? And yeah, and, spread and, and, and yeah. And I wonder what goes on for us. I mean, I, I wonder what goes on when we go, technology will save us. If we're just d delaying the inevitable and that being, we, we actually have to take responsibility for our lives. We have to make a choice not to own a car which pollutes more than an electric car, say, you know. We have to make a choice to eat less of what pollutes and takes up more land use. You know, we have to make, this is the thing about politics. It's about making choices that affect our lives. We have to make choices. And that doesn't mean going to a ballot box once every four or five years. No, exactly. And and then clear your conscience with, it's, it's like the same thing when you go to, uh, uh, to church and you 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 give some money and then you walk out again you know i've done my thing i've taken my responsibility and, uh, and well it's and an bye interesting bye, it's, a, it's an interesting yeah interesting uh segue into into kind of you know church and how responsibility has been seen and so on like so i was as a child i was raised as a catholic and every saturday we had to go to confession so that on sunday we could receive communion because you have to, you have to be cleansed this is what yeah. Talk. yeah and i can remember going there as a eight-year-old sitting in the box going oh, what do i say you know i have to i'll invent something i lied this week <laughs> but as an adult and a therapist i think well, we all lie i mean i mean my views have completely revised since i was eight years old but sitting there going believing that this is how the world works because it's what yeah. i was told but not only do I go and say, this is what I did, but there is somebody, and, and not a God, an actual human being, who will wave his hands over me and give me 10 prayers to say so that I'm cleansed. That's it. I'm clean now. There was no injunction for me to actually change my behavior. There was nothing. There was no, there was no kind of questioning of what was going on for you that led you to do this sort of thing, which is the sort of stuff that I might bring to my clients now when mm -hmm. they're racked with guilt about something or they're feeling over responsible for something in their lives. And so what is it that you feel that you've done wrong? What is it that you're looking to change? What are you going to do about that? I'm not a victim to myself or my brain. I can make some changes in my life. But when you're taught that if I go into this box every Saturday, this man, and it's just a man, this man will wave his hands over me, tell me 10 prayers to say, and I'm clean. And then I'm free to go off and do whatever again, because I'm a flawed human being, because then I get to come back next Saturday and say, oh, sorry, this thing about responsibility as we grow into adults going, so how do we take responsibility for our actions if we hurt someone? You know, and we see politicians making these fake apologies. I'm sorry if anyone mm -hmm. was offended. I'm sorry if anyone was hurt. Well, that's not an apology. I'm sorry if. I've just told you I was hurt. I've just told you. I've literally told you what you did is hurtful. 
So I don't want, I'm sorry if I hurt you. I want, I'm sorry that I did that thing. And I want a description of the act that you did. So I know you recognize the thing you, you did. Understand. You understand and you take responsibility for your actions. And I want yeah. you to tell me what those actions were specifically. And yeah. then I want to see a behavior change. Because for me, apologies yeah. are genuine. A sorry is genuine. If it's, I'm sorry, I stole that money from you. Right, and I understand and it's wrong. I understand it's wrong, and I understand that it's left you out of pocket and it put you in a difficult position. I'm very sorry. I feel bad, and I will do my best not to do it again. So I want to see the behavior change. If there's no behavior change, the sorry is invalid in my book. Exactly. Because there's no responsibility yeah. taking. Yeah, exactly. So, but that's 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 a thing that that when it trickles all the way down. I mean, because because it's easy to point out our heads of state being irresponsible that's easy but it's i'm just thinking about you know the suburban family uh, that own a uh, tesla wagon x because it's just you know you can fit the family in there it's electric it, it's got range it's all good you know we're environmentally doing well and then you ask them well, but where do you get your energy from mm -hmm. well i don't know mm -hmm. Uh, I have a green account with the uh, the supplier. Uh, do you check on them that the electricity that, that goes in actually literally comes from renewable sources? I go, no, but it's, you know, I just pay my bill. It's a little bit higher than normal, but it's, and it's the envelope okay. is green these days. They've changed it to a green envelope, so that must exactly. mean something. So that means something. <laughs> And so, like, but do you also use less energy because you know still it needs yeah. to be you know. There's yeah. an inverter. No, well, I've got an electric car. But, mm -hmm. so, but how many iPads do we have in the house? You know, how many iPhones or whatever smartphones, other smartphones are available, are being charged in your home? You know, how often do you drive to the McDonald's and and, and how all often those do you update that phone? You know, the energy cost and the, you get the raw one. materials used to make these. What things. do you do with the old ones? What do you, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you toss them or do you have them recycled? Yeah, yeah, they get recycled. Are you sure? Mm. Do you know they're being recycled? Or are they just being, you know, ground up and, and put into an oven? And so it's very easy to have your conscience mm -hmm. clean. Just like you said, on Saturday you go to the to the box and you just say, Well, I did this and that. And I, it was like, I think it was a movie or whatever. And it was like, this guy was like, well, that's an easy religion. So you can live your whole life doing whatever you want. Doesn't matter what you do. You can rape, pillage, burn, be a politician, be a lawyer, whatever. Mm -hmm. Can do all those things. And then right before you die. Ask forgiveness. You ask for forgiveness. You, you're given absolution and you go to heaven. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good deal. Other afterlives are available. After afterlife, <laughs> but yeah, so you know, responsibility is uh, is a relative thing. It's a relative yeah. thing, and we also have to make choices. Like I'm not suggesting that all of us wind ourselves into a frenzy of trying to be responsible and thoughtful about absolutely every single thing. Because I'm not sure it's possible to do all the research necessary to how do I minimize my imprint on the planet. And we know some things that we can do that are easy. We know some things. And I yeah, think but be aware, us, you know, yeah, that's absolutely don't hide behind absolutely, you know, yeah. your electric car or yeah. your your not eating meat or or own it in a way where, well, I drive an electric car own because it. of right. you know, CO2 yeah. that comes out of it. I know the rest of my household needs a lot of work 
or I know that I also could commute less or do this or that, but at least I'm doing this. Chose to have that car instead of this car because I know it's just at least a little bit. And I don't think people do that a lot. They just do one thing and then, or maybe a few things, whatever, a few little things, and then just go like, oh, I've done my bit. I've done my bit. I can stop now. Okay, that's, that's okay. I've done I recycle. I recycle. I recycle. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I don't know where it goes after I've done that, but, you know, whatever. So it's a relative thing, responsibility. And I think the only way that people can be truly responsible if the little acts of responsibility that they actually do, mm. they they take willingly and uh, knowingly and they, they own it. They take responsibility for their acts of responsibility. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. And then instead of hiding behind them yeah, in a sense where... But I voted, so I've taken responsibility. Yeah, for or it. hiding behind the awareness as well and going, oh, God, that's terrible. I feel so bad. I must do something about that. And I had somebody say once to me recently, <laughs> they travel a lot. Well, pre-COVID, they traveled a lot on airplanes. A lot, a lot. And it wasn't really needed. And pre-COVID, we still had Zoom. In fact, I learned how to use Zoom pre-COVID. We, we had these technologies before. But oh, yeah. lots and lots of flights. And we, a conversation came up about our carbon footprint. And I said something like, um, there's a thing, I, one of these sort of silly online calculators, and I don't own a car, I don't fly. I came to see you a couple of years ago, but we can't do that now. I flew from here to Luxembourg. Mm -hmm. I wasn't flying around the world every week sort of thing. It's like an hour flight. And I'm not absolving myself of it. I was like, yeah, no, I thought about it. I'm flying. Okay. Okay. You know, I don't eat meat. But I looked at my carbon footprint, despite all those things that I kind of shave off what I think is my, you know, my pollution. And I still had, I was still in the, in the red zone. I pollute too much. And I, I went, okay, um, I'm not sure how to reduce that anymore. I, can, I, I could cut out any flights. I could do that, fine. But it was basically sort of pointing you to the fact that we actually all pollute quite a lot really yeah, yeah anyway this yeah. come this come up and she went and she kind of giggled and she went oh my god i've my carbon footprint is probably enormous i should probably start do something about that and inside i went so do it now like literally this minute cancel that flight cancel that flight that you've just made you don't need to literally do it now but that yeah. kind of hiding behind the awareness i know about the world i'm all you know i'm tuned in and i know this stuff and i'm woke i'm i'm woke uh -huh. that's the one mm -hmm. yeah i'm woke so therefore i'm responsible i'm taking responsibility mm -hmm. yeah exactly i tell other people that you know mind yeah. you i do a podcast about uh, about taking responsibilities <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> i don't take any myself yeah, I, I don't just, do anything I just, myself i just but... get on and do little ranty pieces on my podcast <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's the thing so again i don't think we uh, we ever get to any conclusion on this podcast so anybody who's just, listening well you know if it's about responsibility here, here's the here's the conclusion look everyone okay. anyone who's listening just stop it whatever you're doing stop it now just stop it yeah exactly. <laughs> and anything that anything good that you're not doing do it now there yeah. you go there's our conclusion yeah and the stuff <laughs> that you were planning you know the bad stuff stop it 
Stop it. The good stuff, do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. However small. So I, I would just like to apologize for all the energy that's been consumed in us making this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. I apologize if I have offended anyone. <laughs> yeah. In advance. In advance for consuming yeah, exactly. too much energy. Yeah. Or insulting anybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, for those still hanging on, thanks for listening. As per usual, we have no idea what the next one is going to be about. Well, we did know. But I suspect, we I suspect you, you will send me a message going, what should we talk about next? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I will reflect the responsibility <laughs> of, uh, of coming up with something. Uh, indeed. So, signing off. Roger North and Andrew McIntyre. And until next time, be responsible.